This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Consider a career with the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. As a Boilermaker apprentice, you'll earn while you learn. We offer excellent wages and benefits. And as part of our no-cost, hands-on apprenticeship program, you'll learn from the best in state-of-the-art training centers and on the job. Become a union Boilermaker and get on your way to a great career. Visit Boilermakers.org or call 844-IBB-WELD. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this, too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special. Exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. We thank everybody for tuning in as we move through the month of July here in 2023, fresh off of was a what was Jay Doc? I thought a great roundtable conversation uh, on last week's show. Three gate, three great guests uh, joined us for the full hour, and I thought the topic and the conversation was very, very relevant. By the way, in a moment, you'll you'll tell us about your guest for today's show. Uh, another dynamic guest, but first, just a quick reflection on what last week's show was all about. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, last week, as you know. Uh, the Labor and Energy Show has been broadcast up the Mid-Atlantic uh, for the last year and a half. And um, last week was our launch, uh, not only of our video platform, um, but also uh, of our launch uh, across the, uh, to, to the western part of Pennsylvania as we expand across the country. Uh, and uh, we had uh, Ken <clears throat> Broadbent, who's business manager, uh, Steamfitters Local 449. We had uh, Jimmy Snell. Okay, of of uh, Steamfitters Local 420, and of course Rob Bear, who's the president of the PA Building Trades, and it was of course our launch on the KDKA uh, radio, and uh, so uh, it, you know it was a labor-based show. This is a labor and en energy show, so we you know we we launched with a labor-based show. It was a great conversation, uh, everything labor and energy, um, and you know I can't, I couldn't be happier with with the launch, uh, you know, as we launch across uh, Western PA, uh, talked about, you know, what's going on in Pennsylvania, all the projects going on, what's not going on in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. and, and, and certainly uh, a lot of the things that uh, are happening in labor and energy. If you missed the show last week, you can easily go to Apple or Spotify, search the Labor and Energy Show. You can download the podcast, as many people do, uh, and listen to not only that show, but all of the shows that are archived on Apple and Spotify. Again, search the Labor and Energy Show. We're here with you, our listening audience. We remind everybody. Uh, the objective and the mission of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause is to educate the public, to change the narrative. J. Doc, I think you'll do. I think the show you've created today with your guest will educate the public for sure. Well, it's interesting, Joe. Um, so I, I, I read a recent uh, opinion editor or an op-ed in a publication called The Hill, um, which really caught my eye. It was from a, a group called Centrist Democrats of America. And it detailed why Democrats should be wary of banning gas vehicles, you know, the EV mandates. We've been talking about them around the clock. And it's not, it, believe it or not, it's not like related to the fact that we, you know, we like electric cars. We don't. We like electric cars. I mean, who wouldn't like, um, uh, you know, the electric cars and, the, and the, you know, obviously <laughs> a cleaner opportunity. Uh, however, we've been talking about the mandates. Uh, for quite some time. And, and in that uh, op-ed, uh, there was, uh, it cited polling from several states where um, uh, even a plurality of Democratic Biden voters 
uh, don't believe that the government should be banning gas cars and trucks uh, or prioritizing EVs, um, you, you know, and, and, and you know, over other issues. So when I read it, immediately I wanted to know more. So we contacted uh, centrist Democrats and they put us in touch with the person who conducted the polling, Stephen Hankin of Lincoln Park Strategies. And so today's show is going to shine on what the pe- what Americans are, want. Okay, and and it, you know it's it, it's it's good. we're going to talk about opinion polls and 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 how important and relevant they are um, to the upcoming elections. Good stuff. Let's get started. This is the Labor and Energy Show with Jadoc and Krause. Jadoc will get started. After the break, PBF Energy wants you to know hidden rent costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard to day. Neuter Integrated Multicraft Contractors has been a force since 1896. That's right, 1896. And specializes in welding, piping, mechanical, structural, constructability reviews, project management, and rigging design services. For a free consultation, call Neuter at 314-421-7600. Neuter proudly serves petroleum refining, chemical processing, power generation, and alternative energy. Get in touch with Neuter at 314-421-7600. The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community, a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative. All right, welcome back to the Labor and Energy Show uh, uh, here on our fantastic new uh, videos uh, platform. And I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Stephen Hankin, who's the founder and, and, and president of Lincoln Park Strategies. Uh, Stefan, how are you, sir? Not too bad. Thanks for having me today. Well, it, it's my pleasure. And, and, and I have to say, we've been, uh, it, it, I just, I talked about the op-ed that I, that I read in, in the Hill and, and some of the fascinating information that, that you know, your company uh, has, you know, laid out there for us in your research. Um, before we start, if you would, a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. So um, I'm a Democratic pollster. I uh, started Lincoln Park Strategies in 2009 um, after uh, working for a handful of different firms in the industry. Uh, was one of the pollsters on the initial uh, Obama campaign in 2008. Um, and, you know, and Lincoln Park Strategies works with political clients, nonprofits, issue advocacy groups, uh, and we do some corporate work as well. And so, you know, we've been talking about the topic of EV mandates and a lot of what's going on. I'm, I'm a labor Democrat uh, and, and uh, you know, passionate about the environment, uh, obviously passionate about our workforce. Uh, and I, I'm a supporter of, of EVs, okay? Um, but that really isn't the issue. And we've been jumping up and down kind of in, um, you know, on this broadcast, uh, you know, uh, the more we've learned and dug into the issue, um, of, of, in a sense, uh, the corners w- we're painting ourselves into. So um, let's, uh, before we get into, before we get into, um, you know, the polling, because I found, um, you know, you, you know, the polling that, that you did on this uh, topic, absolutely fascinating. And, and it's a sense, in a sense, um, the results of, of what, you know, your, your polls and your research you know, came up with is is exactly what we've been saying on this broadcast. I like to talk a little bit about, you know, Lincoln Park strategies um, in, in regards to what polling is. So our listeners understand the importance of it. 
okay, the objective of it and how to utilize it. Because on this program, we don't get into rhetoric or anything like that. Our job and our goal is to educate the people. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, if, 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 if when things make sense, they make sense. If they don't, you know, we're, we're just, you know, looking for common sense. So talk a little bit about Lincoln Park strategies um, and, and, and talk about what you do in regards to your research and your polling. Sure. So the sh- I'll call it the very short version is, you know, clients hire us to figure out the landscape that they're dealing with. So, you know, whether if it's a political campaign, we want to figure out what likely voters are thinking. If it's an issue advocacy group, let's say, you know, typically we're going to want to look at residents of a state or an area that that group is trying to understand, you know, how to get an audience from point A to point B, right? So, you know, for a campaign, it's pretty straightforward, right? Like they want to win. So we're, we're there to try to figure out, you know, what's the path to get you from where you are now to above 50%. Uh, for an issue advocacy group, it's going to be, hey, you know, there's this, this issue we care passionately about. We want to try to change things in the state or in this country. Um, what do people know about it? Like, do they agree with our position? And how do we best express our position to, to those audiences in order to get them to support our goals. And, and in this particular situation, um, your client was a, uh, a group called Centrist Democrats of America. And, uh, you know, they, you know, they detailed a little bit, uh, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the conversation was obviously they wanted to know what Americans thought about this particular uh, topic, which is such a, you know, right in the center of everything. Who are centrist Democrats of America? Sure. So, and, and again, you know, I don't, I don't work, no. like, they hired us, so I don't work there. So I, um, <laughs> I, I might get the version slightly uh, differently than they would say it, but you know, my version of, of who they are, right. It's a group of individuals and, you know, former elected officials and, um, you know, people who are involved in, in policy and politics, uh, who take a, a more moderate view uh, of of issues and feel that the best way to get success is sort of from from the center out um and you know and they in my version right like they take a practical approach of okay what are the issues you know we as you know as democrats as progressives agree on um how do we get the largest coalition behind those ideals and get to the, the the shared goals um, and, you know, so then in last year, in 2020, we started this project with a national survey uh, because there was you know, talk happening about um, electric vehicles and, and mandates and, you know, and, and the deal had just come out uh, that was uh, crafted between uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia and the White House um, that was <laughs> probably one of the biggest surprises I, I think of, of the time I've been in politics that uh, that that deal actually went through. Um, but, uh, you know, so we started with the national survey, just like, hey, where, where are Americans on this? Right. And the results were fascinating. And then we started to do a handful of states. We ended up doing eight states, um, three in 2022. And then we did uh, five more uh, this year um, where the state legislatures had been either push, moving forward um gas vehicle uh, bans or, or potential bans um, and wanted to understand, like, how did how do voters in those states feel about that approach? And and I think it's you know, it's 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 it shows obviously that they want to know what you know, what what voters are thinking. And I think it's incredibly important because a lot of the dialogue and the narrative um, in, in many cases, in my opinion, prior to a poll like this had not entertained that. I, you know, you often wonder where the narrative is coming from uh, when you do a, a you know, a, a, a research project. A, you know, first of all, obviously, you know, you, you know, when somebody um, retains you to do a, a, a project of this nature, research project, you're going into it, obviously, completely impartial. Correct. Correct. Right. You know, like our job. So, you know, there's no point in, in giving us money to tell you what you already know. And right. just like, I mean, happy to take the check, uh, but it's just wasting everyone's time, effort and, and money. Right. So, you know, people will bring us in and be like, hey, look, like we, we need to understand what people are between thinking. Between the eyes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's extremely important. OK, 
that there's no vested interest. You know, you know, your your vested interest is in getting out the the true results. Nobody wants to, you know, if they're being honest with themselves, nobody wants to, you know, somebody to tell them what they already know or what their position is. Reality is so important. Um, let's talk about when you're doing this research. Talk about the process and the different processes. Um, you know, in, in, in regards to this particular project, um, how, you know, what does it entail? What avenues, um, you know, to do the polling? Yeah. So, you know, for this, wh whether it was national or, or state-based, uh, you know, we, we start out first on trying to understand, okay, what's, what's our goal here, right? So here we're trying to understand how voters first nationally and then in specific states, how they're feeling, right? So, so then we come up with a, 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 a game plan for how we're going to reach the, the, the the correct audience. Um, so in this case, we looked at registered voters um, nationally and and then in in the specific states. And it's a representative sample of those voters, right? So if uh, you know, I'm just making up numbers or you know, approximating numbers here. So if it's like, so if 53% of uh, registered voters in Pennsylvania, let's say, are women, 53% of the people we talk to are are going to be women. Uh, you know. 47 are going to be men. And then we do the same for like age and, and ethnicity and education and, you know, all, all, all the different uh, demographics demographic. regionally. Exactly. Um, so, you know, again, it, it, it makes, it, it it, it makes no sense uh, for us to do a survey among, uh, it's like, oh, uh, you know, if we're doing a survey among electric vehicle owners about how they feel about, you know, if, is it good to buy an electric vehicle? I mean, okay, that might be interesting to someone, but that's not learning what we need to learn here. And so when you're doing, what avenues of polling? In other words, are, are they are they phone calls? Are they, um, is it social media? Yeah, so so these are, most of these were, were conducted online um, in a handful of the states. Uh, with smaller populations. So we did uh, Delaware, Maryland, Minnesota, New Jersey, Virginia, New Mexico, Maine, and Pennsylvania, uh, plus the national survey. Uh, the, the vast majority of those are, are being conducted online against verified uh, or among verified uh, registered voters. And then in some of the smaller states, Maine, New Mexico, Delaware, uh, we had the, we also did phone calls uh, just because you know, we want to make sure that we're talking to a good cross-section of, of all the states. If, in states with a big population, that's very easy to do online. Um, smaller states, it's not quite as good, just it's it just less people to, to reach out to. So then we also got on the phone with voters uh, and, and conducted the survey that way as well. And so how did you pick the, the states? Yeah, so it mostly was based off of you know at the at the time that we conducted the 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 research that there was either actual legislation moving through the the state legislatures or that um you know someone and outside of my purview of, of i guess i don't track uh, legislation on, on the state level, um, was, it, it, there was talk about something happening or something was going to come out of a committee or, or, or something like that. And, and typically, not every state that we did, but most states um, were tying back to the law that California passed, um, which, uh, out, which, which, which outlaws the sale of gas vehicles um, starting in, I believe it's 2035, don't, it's 2033 or 2035, something around there. Okay, and, and so when when you're doing that, when you're doing the polling and you're getting the results, okay, with your client, and we're going to get into obviously the results of of of, of, of the polling, um, but once you come up with, you know, you, you you obviously you know you devise a plan with the target demographics, okay, you 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 apply the plan, you do the polling, when you get the results, are you a part of creating a a campaign? In, in regards to, uh, you know, if your client, if that's what, you know, if, if that's what they're interested in, do you get involved in actually putting together a, a plan of attack uh, to support the results? I mean, we'll, we'll help, um, you know, we'll provide our, our thinking and our, you know, hey, this is what we think, but, you know, we're not... Um you know, we don't have any expertise or, or uh, skills in, you know, getting messages out there. You know, we don't make TV ads or social media ads or anything like that. So our job is um, we, we, we collect the data, we analyze the data, we disseminate the results to our clients. Uh, and then, you know, we'll certainly chime in on, you know, hey, these points are really interesting, or here's what we think are sort of the best, uh, you, you know, the best 
facts that come out of this out of this data, and then it's usually someone else's job of how they're going to get that out to the public. Right. So you'll 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 help analyze what came in, but obviously the client is going to take those results and make their own decision on on how to utilize them. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the results. Sure. Okay. Um, really amazing, uh, you know, in a sense, shocking results compared to the narrative out there. And really, uh, but not surprising in, 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 in a common sense way, but um, it seems that there are some serious, there's some serious opposition to banning traditional cars going into, you know, to, to, to creating the EV mandates. Talk a little bit about the results. Sure. So I think, and you you mentioned that op-ed, right? And obviously headlines these days are designed to um, get a click, not to provide nuance of, of all the different opinions um, because the headline would, would be three paragraphs long. Um, so I think, you know, if I was going to sum up the, the results for the surveys, and this was universal, you know, the, the results varied slightly from state to state, but in general, the, the, the overall picture was, was the same everywhere. So, you know, American voters very concerned about the environment. Um, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, 70, 80 plus percent of Americans feel that it's a big deal and we need to do something about it. Right. Very small group are like, you know, in the uh, head, head buried in the sand. Oh, global warming, climate change, not not a thing. We're, we're down to a, a very small core core of people. Right. And, you know, also, you know, people broadly are supportive of, of, of EVs, right? And we saw that 60%, again, you know, slight differences from state to state, but about 60% of, of voters think that they'll, they're, they are likely to purchase an EV in the next 10 years. Um, and, you know, for the people who said that they probably wouldn't, cost is definitely an issue. Um, concern about, you know, can I get all my, you know, the drives I need to make in and with, you know, with a charge and, and things like that. But, but cost is the, is, is the big driver. Um, and, you know, ultimately what we saw, and then, you know, and this was the case even among Democrats who arguably, um, quote unquote, should be the most supportive of, of electric vehicles is, you know, it's like, look, the, the market is headed in the right direction, right? I, I think we have every, just about every single major automotive producer saying that they're going to be fully electric by, 2035, 2032 varies from from company to company, but sometime in about the next decade, almost 100% of of, uh, of the cars manufactured are going to be electric, based on the promises that that these companies are making, right? And look, they, they see the writing on the wall. They know it's going this way. Uh, I mean, even Saudi Arabia is trying to disinvest themselves from from oil, right? So like that's pretty much all you need to know about where we're going to be energy wise in the next 10, 15 years. But all that being said. The idea that the government, whether it's state government or national government, would just say no more gas vehicles, period, end of story, really rubs people the wrong way. And, you know, and, and then our argument from, and this is our analysis on, on the data, is like, look, you know, this is already a win, right? Like, we, everything's heading in the right direction. There's no reason to derail where we're going. And if you make this a political issue, then you just have red versus blue, and we are likely to delay implementation of where we're already going. So, you know, I understand the desire for, uh, I'll call it, you know, the slam dunk uh, to just put a, put just try to end it. Um, but it's like, look, we just we need to score the run in the bod with the ninth, and four singles gets you that run just as well as the home run does. Uh, so if the four singles is the, is the path of least resistance, let's do it. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, it, it, that's exactly, you know, our approach, okay, in, in, in a sense, okay, let, let the – and I'm, I'm – it, it, so I want to clarify this. Obviously, Stefan, you know, you, you represent the research, okay, you represent um, uh, the polling, um, and your job and your company's job is to present the results, not to have – in a sense, even though you may have an opinion uh, personally, that's not what you're you're given. You're given the results to the to the um, to the research. Um, I am going to dialogue a little bit on this because it's such uh, you know it's such important research. Okay, we've been saying it for ages, and I'm in a sense talking to the listeners. Okay, and and. Uh, 
for our listeners uh, who are who are just tuning in, uh, we're talking to Stephen Hankin, who's uh, the founder and president of Lincoln Park Strategies. Okay, and um, you know it's 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 a conversation uh, you know uh, about a a a, a poll in, in in regards to uh, mandating electric vehicles and you know ceasing the um, uh, you know, gas-run uh, automobiles, and so uh, you know we're 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 having that conversation because we've added a lot. This is almost like a series, and the reason is that it's important is because there's so many things tied in with with um, you know electric vehicles and 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 mandating them, and therefore uh, the internal combustion engine um, being mandated out at such an early stage um, can impact so many different areas. So. Um, it's, I'm going to dialogue there amongst the research that we're talking about because um, this is a, a, a long overdue, uh, you know, research project, uh, you know, poll. Um, what, what is the reaction? Uh, have you gotten any reaction to, uh, from Washington, D.C. and the White House? Uh, I mean, I'm, I personally have not. Uh, no one's reached out to me. Um, the centrist Democrats, it's quite possible uh, that, that they have. But, you know, I mean, I, so what seems to be happening is, you know, th- there is a distinct agreement on the goal, right, a- a- of like, look, we want to be fully electric by, you know, the mid-2030s. Uh, and now it's just a question of, of, of how do you get there. Now, you know, and I'm not a, a policy expert in this, but you know, based on, on on dealing with the issue, you know, the state by state approaches are oftentimes not a great way to to tackle an issue, just because it's like, look, so if Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland all ban the sale of gas vehicles, that doesn't mean West Virginia is right. So if if someone wants a gas a gas vehicle, they can just cross the the state line, buy it there, and then just drive it back because no one is going to be allowed to ban the driving of a gas vehicle as far as far as I understand how the you know the constitution works um you know so so you kind of need a national approach and the white house has been talking about oh maybe we should have a national ban but again it's like you know that has rubbed unions the wrong way and you know and also I think we have to come to grips with the fact that the infrastructure is not there yet uh, and we saw this in in the polling that you know Voters are absolutely on board with the government getting involved in uh, expanding charging stations, getting the infrastructure up so that it's easier to to drive these and you're not going to like run out of electricity, you know, halfway through your family's uh, summer road trip. Um, so, you know, those pieces need to happen. We also have to admit the fact that like, you know, the we're not just there with like, oh, we can just build tens of thousands of batteries every week. We're not ready. Exactly. Like, you know, so. So even if we even if we wanted to snap our fingers and say no more gas cars tomorrow, the infrastructure is not there to support it or to build it. So we you know, the time needs to be there in order for these things to happen. So, you know, looking at the data and then, you know, throwing my analysis on there, it's like, look, the government should be focused on the infrastructure and also, you know, I mean, what the government is arguably best at is funding research into solving big problems. Right. So. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break because we have so much more to talk about. But your point's well made. We're going to have more from the Labor and Energy Show with Jay Dot and Krause and our guest, Stephan Hankin, founder and president of Lincoln Park Strategies, in just a minute. This is a Labor and Energy Action Alert. Did you know the Pennsylvania Water Resource Act, if passed, will charge Pennsylvania businesses for water usage integral to the operation of the businesses, many of which that provide PA residents with vital services? The expenses of charging for such water usage will be astronomical and may jeopardize the operations of the businesses themselves as well as jobs. Take action now. Subscribe to www.gov.net to track this legislation and call your PA state representatives and voice your opinion to oppose the Pennsylvania Water Resource Act. Quality PA businesses and good paying jobs depend on it. What's a boiler maker? We're the skilled welders, riggers, and craftspeople who will help you grow your competitive edge. We step up when others step back, and we do the job right, on time, on budget, and safely. No drama, just results every time. 
We're the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, and everything we do begins with our bond. Let's get to work together. Visit bestintrade.com. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Today's program is pre-recorded. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. Hi, welcome back to the Labor and Energy Show with Jay Doc and Krause. Our guest is Stefan Hankin, founder and president of Lincoln Park Strategies. Uh, great conversation uh, uh, about the polling and the, uh, and the research in regards to um, electric vehicles and how, you know, and, and how they should be, uh, you know, you know, targeted and, and, and in a sense, uh, you know, dealt with when, in regards to, uh, uh, our, you know, voter, the opinion of voters. Okay. And, and, and uh, do you think, let me ask you a question, Stephan. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, that we're not ready infrastructure wise in regard, clearly we're not ready. That's the main, that's the main issue. Okay, and you just can't. And a lot of people would, you know, these mandates, in a sense, you know, I mean, we're writing checks, our bodies can't cash. Okay, and you talked about the minerals and all those, the electric, you know, I mean, there are so many issues when you talk about, um, you know, the 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 critical minerals and and things like that. I mean, from a labor standpoint, I'm talking to the listener also. I mean, you know, we've we've dealt with, we've had. A number of people on the program, including Siddharth Kara, um, you talk about, you know, the critical minerals being mined in the Congo, for crying out loud, with all kinds of slave labor type situations. And and you can imagine how a workforce and labor reacts to that. Um, so there's so many issues, uh, you know, on, you know, that are dealing with this. It's a labor issue. It's an energy issue. It, there's so much going on. That's why I find this uh, research so important. What? Did your client think of the research? Did they give you, uh, you know, when you when you present them with the research, um, how does that work? You know, you you know you okay, you know we've done our you know we've done our research, we're wrapping it up with a bow, we're sending it over, and uh, or do you have to kind of lay it out there for them, analyze it with them, and do you get an official reaction? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so we're there. So here's a, you know we we provide the the top what we call the top line results, right? So it's like. 60% of people say they're going to buy an EV. They're likely to buy an EV in the next 10 years, right? And then, so we provide that information, but then we also come in with like, okay, you know, here's how different demographic groups answered that question. And here's our take on what that means, right? And, you know, so I'll say we get a sense from the client when we're presenting the data, if they're, you know, surprised by the results, happy with the results, not so happy with the results. Um, but, you know, the fact that they, they put out, you know, the, the chair of the centrist Democrats uh, put out an op-ed uh, citing the results, I'm going to go with that they were, were happy with the results and found it interesting. And again, my take on, on their thinking and, and, and their approach, but, you know, what always seems to, I'll say, quote unquote, make them happy is it's like, look, is there a big issue that the entire spectrum of Democrats, progressives, and even, you know, people more center right agree to. And, you know, can we potentially get on the same page and move forward to solve this, this critical issue? So, you know, that's like their sweet spot. And, and this is an issue that falls right in there. Yeah. And, and, and um, you, you, you think about the research in a sense, they can use it as leverage um, because now, you know, it, it, it's possible that somebody in that, you know, on that, um, in that group from that group, um, had an opinion and maybe they weren't getting listened to. And, and now they have the ability to say, okay, listen, if we're not going to listen to common sense in a sense or whatever their reason was, um, let's listen to uh, the voters and the research and, and have it tell us what, um, you know, what is potentially going to happen. Um, during your research, talk about, uh, did it seem like, uh, you know, the people being uh, obviously polled 
we're educated on the issues. Um, you know, were you know your questions in a sense waking them up? Um, did they have strong opinions one way or the other? Um, this topic is it is it is is it is hot button with the general public? Yeah, I mean. I'll say yes and no, right? So, like, so everyone, just about everyone knows what an electrical ve- electric vehicle is, right? Like, that wasn't like we didn't have to tell them what 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 that was. Um, but what we also saw, and you know, it, towards the beginning of the survey, we tend we asked, you know, without getting into before we even got into the topic of just sort of like, you know, a the importance of issues and what they're concerned about, um, and you know, the environment was was certainly up there, right? No no question about that. Um, but then we also asked about like what the priorities of funding, right? And then priorities of funding, um, the purchase of of electric vehicles, and you know, and and building out the infrastructure was definitively low um, compared to some of the bigger things like inflation and, you know, making sure that people have good paying jobs and, you know, that healthcare and things like that, right? Like, and that's not surprising um, that, that people say that because yes, you know, like electric vehicles are, are an issue that, pe- that people understand. But if you're, if you're stacking it up against some of the other things that are going on, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite measure up, but that, but that's not to say that it's not an important issue, but it, but that also goes to the importance of how the issue gets talked about, right? So if you, if you hand some red meat to the far right about with these mandates, then, you know, they can just come in, not only talk about, oh, government's big hand and telling you how to live your life, but they can say, hey, you know, like inflation's still, you know, higher than we want it to be. People aren't feeling great about the economy. And Democrats just want to talk about making you driving and, you know, getting rid of your car, um, which is not based on truth. But like you can see you can see the, the messaging that's going to come out of that side. So, you know, part of this argument is also like, don't give them the red meat. Right. Like, again, the, the goal is there. People agree with the goal. We're heading in the right direction. Let's not give them a let's not snap victory uh, from the jaws of uh or no snack uh defeat from the jaws of victory <laughs> right now i got you i know and, and in a sense in essence it seems like you know that the short take of it is of course people people you know like you know we we support uh, you know evs we don't support mandates okay let 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 the uh, vehicles come into the market naturally okay and we can have our cake and eat it too, all right. And 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 as you know, as and, and let nature take its course. Now we, you know, when you're talking about the, you know, the issue of 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 the EVs, what is the biggest concern? How much of a concern is expense? Um, in in regard, you know, because we talk about sixty percent of people, um, you know, obviously seeing that they, you know, they can see that they may own a an electric vehicle in the next, uh, you know, ten years. Um, were there any concerns, and was expense uh, an, a concern? Yeah, top top issue, right? For for people who said that the, you know there's a very little chance they would buy an EV, hands down, cost, right? And you know, I know that more and more uh, lower cost EVs are coming onto the market, which is great, and we need that to be there. But like, you know, let's be honest. A, a, there's a large portion of this country where plunking down seventy, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars for a car is not in the uh, in the family budget, right? So we need to get these things, um, you know, down and cheaper. And again, it's like, you know, it's heading in that direction. And I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but, you know, thanks to Elon Musk, um, you know, I mean, like, I, I mean, look, he does, he deserves credit for moving the, the market, like accelerating where we are. I, I think without Tesla, we wouldn't even be as close to where we are currently with the, with the EV market. Um, but now all the other, uh, other companies are, are, are catching up, which is great. More companies making it. The, the, the more lower cost um, options are going to be out there. And then ultimately, you know, that concern ideally starts, starts going away. And, you know, right now, it, tax breaks are great, but that doesn't pay the down payment. That doesn't pay the monthly uh, checks. You know, you gotta, you're out for like, what, you know, maybe 12 months before you see any kind of benefit. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it is great that they are there, but it's not solving the problem for a lot of people. So. When you did the surveys, they didn't really look into the questions of energy security or political consequences of setting policy that increases, obviously, because, you know, China controls the supply chains. And that is, you know, that's the understatement of the century. Uh, I mean, in other words, at this point, 
where, you know, even, I mean, even solar in a lot of areas. And, and by the way, obviously, somebody who cares about labor, um, you know, that's a, obviously a major concern. But having said that, um, uh, you, you know, the, it didn't really, the, the polling didn't really, you know, focus on the political consequences of setting the policy in regards to China controlled, uh, so, you know, supply chains. Um, is that something that you think people should look into for the future? I, absolutely. Right. I mean, I, I think and if you look at, um, you know, and, and, and like you said, we didn't we didn't test this. So this is this is not based on any data, the hard data I have in my hands. Right. But but in general, based on other projects we've worked on and seeing what uh, information that's out there, like absolutely. Right. I mean, you know, we saw this last year when gas prices were up over like uh, over five dollars a gallon that, you know, yes, some of that is overall market supply. But then, you know, you have a group of countries that can control on the snap of their fingers of how much we're going to be paying for gas. Um, and, you know, and uh, we also know that the our relationship with China is tenuous at best. Um, so if we're relying on them for the parts, we're, you know, re- relying on, you know, mostly uh, the, the Middle East for, for oil, um, you know, it, it just puts us in, in a bad position. And, you know, what we don't want to be is we don't want to be in the position where Europe is now, where you know they don't want to buy gas from Russia uh, because of what you know Putin's invasion of Ukraine, but you can't just turn that off on you know on a dime, and you know, and so the more the the less we're invested in countries that are questionable actors, uh, and we have no real sway over, uh, the better off we're going to be from a security standpoint. And and no question about it, and that's a common sense. Uh, you know, obviously approach and, and answer. Um, did you feel like, and I'll kind of revisit this again, people are educated and knowledgeable about, you know, these issues, um, that people even understand, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the average American that you, you know, that you uh, interviewed, um, do they have, you know, are they educated in, uh, you know, energy mandates and the issues that surround them like the ones we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, no. So I think when you have, you know, like, look, people are not idiots, right? So when you're talking to individuals, people, they have, they're they're rational beings, for the most part, um, have opinions, have thoughts, right? Like, could they, could the average person tell you the ins and outs of the exact way that oil flows from Saudi Arabia to here, or, you know, the exact, you know, ways that mandates work, or how California actually does dictate a lot of these rules, like, no, but you know, like, look, most people are walking around the street worrying about other things. You know, are my kids getting a good education? Do I have the health care I need? Am I, is my job secure? Can I can I pay my you know my mortgage, my rent, et cetera? Right? Like, it, it, there's only so much bandwidth you have in your day to to worry about things. So, you know, most people, if you could just tap into their brain and say, you know, are they thinking about EVs as they're walking down the street? The answer is going to be definitively not. Um, But, you know, this is an important piece in the bigger puzzle. And, you know, and then part of, and again, this is where I I can make an argument of like, look, I don't, I don't think most people have or really should have an understanding of how the intricacies of the policy, right? But a lot of these states are tying their rules to California and that rubs people the wrong way, even though, it's kind of how it works anyways, because California is the largest you know, market when it comes to, to vehicles and they get to set their own rules. Um, so it's sort of like you're going to kind of do this anyways, because as California goes, so does most of the nation um, on issues like this. You know, that's not knowledge that most of us tend to have. Um, but, you know, just the concept of, hey, here I am living in Pennsylvania or here I am living in Virginia um, and my elected officials are saying that we have to follow the rules of California just right. doesn't sit well with, with most people. Right. And those are the issues, uh, you know, and, and, and that's why a lot of, if you, if you look through it, we're just talking about common sense and energy. You know, we're talking about uh, common sense policy and any idea where the narrative is coming from. In other words, why would we, and I know that this isn't your responsibility, but why would we, be tying ourselves to an anchor in a sense and making these, uh, you know, uh, and making these really, really bold mandates, basically just simply saying by 2030, 2035, you're not going to be able to buy uh, a gas run automobile. Okay. 
And that's if you really want to educate somebody, you say that. You know what I mean? Little uh, simple things like, and we're tied to California's, you know, their policy. Um, do you? Where's the narrative coming? Uh, you know, in, in in a sense, you know, from up top, where is that mandate narrative coming from? I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to how broken our politics is, right? And you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember when 70% of what you wanted was a win, right? And now it seems like we're in the world of it's either 100% or or zero, yeah. right? And you know, you couple that with the way that um, you know, I, I hate being like a media basher, but you know, like division sells uh, more so than than broad agreement. And you know, we, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, right? Like the the headline of the op ed was a little bit more salacious than uh, the the results really. Uh, I'll, I'll say really were, um, but like, but nuance and subtleties doesn't get clicks, right? So it, it it blasts out. So you know, what ends up happening is you know you absolutely have. A group of people um, on the left who firmly believe that 2035 or 2032 is too far away. We need to do this now, um, and will publicly espouse that view. And then someone will find that person and say, "Oh, this is what progressives think." And then on the other side, this is what conservatives think. And look, you know, they're they're against each other. But right. it's you know, but most of us we don't live in black and white world. It's it's shades of gray. And you know, on this issue. Most people are on the, you know, the EV side of, of, uh, of the grays, um, you know, and now it's just, so then it just comes down to like, look, what's more important, the goal or the path? And some people feel that the path is the most important thing to focus on, uh, while others, and I'm, you know, I'll put myself in this camp, and I, I think in speaking for Central Democrats, it's, it's the goal, not the exact path. Absolutely. Well, Stephen Hankin, uh, founder and president of Lincoln Park Strategies, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, on the Labor and Energy Show. We, we really appreciate your time. Um, fascinating, fascinating results uh, of, of the poll, and I think uh, very beneficial. We appreciate your time, sir. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. We're going to have a good day. in just a moment. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure, the safest, best trained and most productive productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community, a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative. And back here on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. Good conversation. Two good segments, J-Doc, uh, with your special guest today. A reminder to the listening audience, if you want to or if you missed any of uh, J-Doc's interview today on the Labor and Energy Show, you can download the podcast, go to Apple or Spotify and simply search the Labor and Energy Show. J-Doc, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I, uh, I'll give you the floor to just kind of put a little bit of a synopsis on what you learned today uh, from your convo with Stefan. Uh, I mean, you know, first of all, we want to thank Stefan Hankin of Lincoln Park Strategies um, for being our guest. But uh, what I learned was that, you know, common sense, you know, is, is is what a lot of people are thinking. I mean, listen, we all care. About, we've said this a thousand times. We care about the environment. We like EVs. We support EVs. We just don't think there should be mandates, uh, particularly when we don't have the in, uh, energy infrastructure to support them. And, and in the, you know, in, in, in all EV world. And, and so, and Americans feel the same way. They are totally let let, let these uh, let the EVs come into the market naturally. Um, you know, people but when you when you talk about it, you know, we, we you know, people don't understand or whoever's creating the narrative of the mandatory mandates. Um, 
obviously there's potentially devastating consequences to this path, okay? Losing investments in our traditional energy resources, which we still need. We can't just snap our fingers overnight, okay? Potential blackouts, okay, with the grid going down. We don't have the infrastructure, okay? And by, um, the, way, I'm, and by the way, I'm not so sure that the automotive companies are 100% on board of this. We started the show last week. I, I, I made reference to Ford Motor Company, billions and billions of dollars already lost on the, uh, you know, on the EV uh, experiment. Yeah, listen, they lose money all the time on them, and they're, ba- you know, they're banking. You know, obviously, everything will even itself out, and I'm sure it will. Um, but you, know, you, you talk about you know, the critical minerals needed for the batteries, not enough minerals av- available and, and the environmental devastation to mine them and the slave labor being used and you know, it, to mine them in the Congo. We've had Siddharth Kara on. Fact of the matter is the jobs that will be lost. Listen, we can do this. We just we don't have to shut the faucets off and think we can do it overnight. Mm-hmm. We can't. We need common sense. And that is what Stephen Hankins was the, the, you know, the results of his of his research uh, and, and Lincoln Park strategies reassure, reassure, results. Um, of, of, of the research has been, um, and, and I think we should listen to it and let nature take its course. We're still the most efficient country on the planet in regards to our work and the environment. And if we do it the right way, we can have our cake and eat it too. The Labor and Energy Show with Jay Doc and Krause comes to a close. Again, if you want to listen or re-listen to today's broadcast, go to Apple or Spotify, simply search the word labor and enter the words labor and energy show you can download the podcast and listen at your convenience that's going to do it uh, for this edition of labor and energy show great job by j doc with his special guest today j doc well done again uh nice job on your part special thanks to all of our listeners now tuning in uh, from western pennsylvania from ohio from west virginia into harrisburg to philadelphia to south jersey to delaware to maryland and down into dc we thank everybody for tuning in this is the labor and energy show with Doc and Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. You can help. Call your congressperson and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre recorded.